Yo, this is Jerry Sylvester, and you're listening to For Those Who Know. This season, we'll talk with artists, musicians, and other creatives, journalists, educators, and anyone else who's contributing to the culture, pushing the needle and stretching the margins. From one-on-one conversations to roundtable discussions, covering everything from hip-hop to quantum physics. Wait. Wait, okay, no, not actual quantum physics, okay? But if you're unfamiliar with black culture, then it might just sound like it. (laughs) Addressing the world the only way we know how, talking about it. Everybody has a story to tell. These are just the ones you should know. Let's go. Yo, we're gonna start things off like this. This is your first time listening where you've been. If you're a returning listener, Welcome back. Y'all, this is Jerry Sylvester, and you're listening to For Those Who Know. Um, first and foremost, let me pay the bills. Let's give a really big shout out to uh, Lisa that came through for episode eight. Um, had a lot of fun rocking, um, you know, talking with her about, um, you know, creating spaces for women, for black women, being an artist, and, you know, chasing your dreams and trying to figure it all out. And on that same note, you know, I, I wanted to continue to talk with black women and share their stories. Um, I apologize for the raspiness of my voice. out singing wild thoughts all night. Nah, um, getting over a little cold, but we're gonna rock through it. But yo, really hype for uh, who I have in the studio with me in the pink room. Um, Really good friend of mine out here from LA, the the left coast. My really good friend, Maya Janine. What's going on? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, in the city, came in. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I appreciate no you. No uh, problem. Of course. Of course I would support you. Yo, this is dope. This is dope. Like we've been friends since MCC. Yo, you since feel ba- me? Yo, since back in the day, <laughs> junior college. You know what I mean? It's funny. I was, I was thinking the other day, too. I was like, yo, I remember when your car broke down. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. In the parking yes. lot. Yes. Oh, my God, Jared. That's... Yo, car broke down. I think it was me. It was Forrest. Yo, we gave you a ride home, and you made you made us breakfast, yo. <laughs> you made us like bacon and eggs. And it was like, wasn't it late, like ten o'clock yo, at night yo, or it something? Was, yes, it was dumb late, yo. And I was like, I have to do some big baking stuff. And I was like, all we have are bacon and eggs. <laughs> and I'm not turning down bacon for nobody. Oh, um, but yo. Um, Wanted to rap. We're going to talk about predominantly black. Yes. Um, for those who are uninitiated for unaware, in 2015, you launched an online high-end fashion boutique. Yes. All right. Yes, I did. Um, and then most recently, um, you relaunched. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was like June 1st, mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. this month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about, what one, what is predominantly black? Why the name? Let's get into that. Let's let's start there. And I got a, I got a few of the questions that kind of will teeter in and out of. But let's start with uh, you know what what kind of spearheaded you even coming to this idea of like yo I want to start this uh, this fashion brand or, or this online boutique. Okay, okay. So I'm not, I think I'm gonna go in chronological order. So I think I started it. I w- I decided I wanted to start it when my dad died. Okay. I got an inheritance, mm. a significant amount of money. Okay. So. 
my thought process and me being, you know, a full-blown adult, I was like, I have to do something with this money that's yeah. substantial mm. and that could possibly bring a ROI, a return of investment. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to start my own company. Um, as you know, you know me for a very long time. Yeah. I've only worn... Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've only worn black. I've you have. <laughs> as long as, as, long as I... And it's funny, because I was like, yo... You might have been you might have been one of the first people I've ever known that just rocked hard, like hard body black <laughs> like all day every day and I'm just like how many okay. different shades of black do you own fam all day and it's just us deriving from the East Coast yeah. so I'm gonna dress like my mom and that was just us it was black it was classy mm-hmm. we're black people and so yeah. we're just like okay like every outfit we have is like oh it just looks better in black I do wear color yeah. But it has to be color that nobody else has. I'm yeah. not going to, I am very, I don't like wearing the same thing. I don't like looking like everybody else yeah. because I'm not like everybody else. So that I have no desire to dress like everybody else. Right. Stand uh, out. Yeah. So I've always worn black and I felt like, I, how can I do my due diligence to help everybody else look <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Kind of. But um, I felt like I wanted to do something. I wanted to open up a company that was true to myself. Mm-hmm. I wanted to start. I started in 2015 because I felt the sooner I started, I knew that I wasn't going to make any money. Yeah. I knew I wasn't going to make any money my yeah. first year. Um, but eventually, my end goal, like my end game, I want to be. I want to do independent film. Okay. Like I want to be an independent film actor. Okay. So I'm like, I need something that's going to generate revenue, keep buzz about myself, Mm -hmm. and possibly be able to financially support me so I could quit my nine to five and go on auditions all day. Exactly. Because I'm going to have to audition all day. Mm -hmm. Um, Which which oftentimes becomes full time itself. Full time. And you have to be available. Yeah. If you get a call back, you got to be available. And that's just me knowing from my history being a dancer. Right. So... um, that's that's kind of how where it started. Okay. I came up with the name because initially I wanted to be. I didn't really know the market. I, mm-hmm. I have a long history of retail, okay. but knowing the market and who you're selling to, as mm-hmm. opposed to working retail, Scottsdale Fashion Square Mall, <laughs> is completely <laughs> it's completely different. Yeah. I need to know my audience, and so when mm-hmm. I first started in 2015. And I had, I was going heavy with my goth glam hashtag. Mm. I hadn't really marketed it as well as I thought I had. So I'm pulling in like hardcore goth girl, punk girls. No offense to the punk girls because I feel like I'm like a goth punk girl. That's a vibe. That's a vibe. Yeah. And my boyfriend's saying, no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) No. In your heart, you are. Right. And um, so... That's that's where we were at initially, um, but I did predominantly black the name specifically because mostly we carry black. Yeah. So we're a monochromatic online yes. store. Mm-hmm. We do have high end items. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to kind of sell more towards um, not so high end. Okay. But the thing about selling not towards high end is that. Those items are made in China, and they're right. made in Bangladesh, mm-hmm. and that is not what the company stands for. See, because I was going to ask you about that, because I know and on the website and a lot, a lot of your branding, you talk about uh, conscious consumerism. Mm-hmm. 
Um, kind of kind of break that down for me. So conscious consumerism is something that I'm trying to bring light to, specifically maybe more so in my community, okay. um, because there is a huge, huge, huge drive for fast fashion. Mm -hmm. And fast fashion is the opposite of conscious consumerism. Right. It is um, continuous consumerism. Okay. So we are buying for the That's trend. Right. We are buying no matter where it's made. Mm -hmm. No matter how much it is. At high volumes. Yes. We are continuously buying because Amber Rose wore it. Because yeah. I don't know who else is popular. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Any like Travis fast Scott fashion girl yeah. or guy. Fashion mm. Nova being like like mm. the number one. And I know if I could say that, I may have to leave it out, whatever. But um, it's, it's made in China mm. and it's made in Bangladesh. Mm. And the issue with that is. And I work for a Bengali-owned company. My 9 to 5 is a Bengali-owned oh, company. Okay. And um, there may be one white guy that works there who's my immediate boss. And everybody else is a person of color. Mm -hmm. um, I had this conversation with him, and he said, I was like, I don't carry clothes. Because they're also my mentors, so mm -hmm. they know about my entrepreneurial okay. endeavors. And I said, I don't carry clothes made in Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. And he was like, that's very American of you because my people need that money. He's like, there's two sides to every story. Sure. He's sure. like, my people need that money. And I was like, yes, but in 2011, a building collapsed mm. and 1,100 people were killed in Bangladesh due to the working conditions of um, sewing and the slavery yeah. and mm. all of that. And I'm like, that, it's not worth it. You're shopping mm. at these stores that are big brands and they're getting a 300% return because yeah. you're paying $11. It right. took five cents to make the shirt. Mm -hmm. And so they're getting a majority of that money, but someone died for it. Mm. And is it worth it? Yeah. Wouldn't you rather? And so being a, being a person who lives in America mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, we need more jobs in America and I want to support Americans and I want to support immigrants, mm -hmm. then you're going to buy something made in America mm -hmm. because the immigrants are making our clothes in America and right. we're paying them minimum wage, mm -hmm. which is $10 and 50 cents, which mm -hmm. they are living off of mm -hmm. as opposed to somewhere with poor working conditions where they're being treated like slaves mm -hmm. and they're not, they can't eat. They're breathing in mercury right. and mold. Mm -hmm. So that was lengthy. But that no, was no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you for breaking that down. So, so I guess, I guess on, on, on that point, I guess is really globally being at a, being at a place where places that are, creating product, whether it's shoes, whether it's clothing, it, it matches standards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so being able to, and, and I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know how we, how we get to that place. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I dig that, I dig that. Yeah. So I kind of, so, so kind of like the, like the larger, the larger crux of what I wanted to talk about as far as like predominantly black. So we have the, you have the brand, it's up and running. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about being a black woman in the high fashion brand industry. Mm. What have some of those barriers been like for you, access-wise? It's been hard, mm -hmm. especially when you know, you're first starting out. Um, at first, I didn't want my face attached to the brand at all. Mm -hmm. Coming to terms with having my face attached to the brand, and you may still go to predominantly black uh, our Instagram and not know who owns it. Right. Um, and it's because I am a black woman. Right. Where I want to be respected. I want, and I want to be respected as right. such. Mm -hmm. So I have always studied 
women that came before me and mm-hmm. that have made a significant difference in our history. Yeah. So I studied Maya Angelou. I studied mm-hmm. Angela Davis. I studied Toni Morrison. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely more of... I, I, I mean, I, I would say I'm more, def, more of like a radical. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to learn the game mm-hmm. as well as I can. Right. And then I'm going to change it. Mm-hmm. If Beyonce came out in Destiny's Child, and I'm not even a huge Beyonce fan, yeah. but I'm studying her game because right. she is Beyonce mm-hmm. and because she is a billionaire in her own right. Right. If she came out in Destiny's Child, they did a Super Bowl halftime game show. Yeah. Wearing all black as Black Panther. Do you think their careers would have been how far it is now? At that time, no. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Not at that time. No. Even if it were now. If they were who they were, not if they were Destiny Child then and then came to de- and then we're all Destiny Child yeah. now. Mm-hmm. If they came out now and maybe had two records, mm-hmm. if what's what's her if Tanasha came mm-hmm. out, okay, say she had Super Bowl, if she yeah. was doing Black Panther stuff, <laughs> no, they would be like, what is she doing? Yeah, you can't come out the gate. Mm. Be in, in as much as you want to, as much as everything's going on, and you want to speak your mind and you want to do this, but there, this is chess. Mm. This isn't chess. But shouldn't we be able to though? We should. Yeah. But that's not reality. Right. It's just not. It's just not. So, and I think that is what we, what that's that's what I'm focused on right mm. now. And I talk to many girls. Like, girls come to me and want me to mentor them or they'll ask me questions and mm-hmm. that's kind of where that's where i start if a black girl if black girl yeah. in business or whatever their realm is may not be mine specifically mm-hmm. but they watch how i move. just different mediums yeah, yeah they watch how i move and they have questions and they're like well um about anything mm-hmm. um but that's that is it's difficult for me to and then when i go into these business meetings because i do have to meet them i'm right. not going to buy your items and I'm not going to touch yeah. them. If I'm not going to buy it myself, mm-hmm. I'm not going to carry it. Right. So it's good business. To, I do have to eventually meet these women. Mm-hmm. And, and and the people. And by that, you're talking about the people who are. No, the women and the men. Okay. The yes, the, my vendors. Okay. So the designers. Got it. Okay. Uh, I do have to go. I meet them, and we do have to discuss your product, mm-hmm. where it's made. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure it definitely adheres to the predominantly black standards. Right. All right. So we're talking about. Being in a being being in, a, in an industry that is ironically predominantly white, majorly white, mm-hmm. um, and so being able to I guess mentor other young women who who kind of are trying to navigate similar spaces or or, or, or industries mm-hmm. um, that resemble the resemble the same, you know, what are some of the what are some of the lessons that you've learned navigating you know the fashion industry as a black woman um, and to be respected. Mm-hmm. And that you know your shit. Yeah. I definitely learned to speak up for myself. Okay. <laughs> I learned that at a young age, as we both know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to, and I feel that came with working corporate, actually. Because mm-hmm. um, I've been in meetings with white men, white mm-hmm. Republican men. And that will... Ask me my opinion, yeah. Whoa, 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 you know, put their hand up and cut yeah. me off. Yeah. And 
in your position, knowing that you do work under them, mm-hmm. you have to know that it doesn't matter at that point because you have to respect yourself and you have to stick up for yourself and you have to let them know right. basically what it is mm-hmm. <laughs> and what it won't be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> in the exactly. best way possible. Uh, that's, Corporate thugging. Yeah, that's definitely... Um, and also, watch how they move. Mm-hmm. It's very important to... To, to take notes and kind of maneuver them into a way that works best for you. So I take notes from, you know, my boss who's a president of a multi-million dollar company who's mm-hmm. a white man, and I'll definitely move them and mm-hmm. make them work for me right. as a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I take those and I reiterate them to someone that I may quote-unquote mentor. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely, you know, stand up for yourself, sit up straight, carry yourself like mm-hmm. You know, in Connecticut, my grandma asked me yesterday, like, where are you going so sexy? I was mm. like, listen, I have a brand, <laughs> and I need to sell stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, therefore, my toes need to be done, my right. hair needs to be done, my nails need to be done. Because so you are your brand. I'm my I, brand. At the end of the day, you are your brand. I'm my brand. So it's the same thing when I talk to someone, you know, one of my friends or someone like mentor. I call them friends. I don't like to say. Mentor, mentee. I mean. But, you know, <laughs> whatever. I call them my friends, and. One of them, whom we both know, you know, she's going to law school. Mm-hmm. I, I know nothing about that. Yeah. I could give her tools and tips because, you know, I've been in the courtroom a few times. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I can say things like that, but I can't, um, I can't give her anything possibly to relate to other yeah. than, you know, there's someone who is going, like, toe-to-toe with her, and I think and she's also a black woman. Yeah. And that... I had, I definitely have a lot of, um, a lot of history with that, mm-hmm. just being competitive. Yeah. And I recently had that at LA Fashion Week, and you know, this girl was like trying to pick my brain about certain things, mm-hmm. and I'm here for it. Yeah. Because you're a black woman, and I'm a black woman, mm-hmm. and you have a fashion label, and I have a store. Right. So I'm going to support you, whether almost whether you like it or not. Yeah. So you can maybe shun me, and I may mm-hmm. not be your type of girl. Because at the end of the day, I wasn't her type of girl. Okay. And her type of girl is, you know, like the Instagram girl. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't her type of girl, and I'm fine with that. Okay. But I'm not going to talk bad about you. I'm still going to like... I want to see you win. Yeah, I want to see you win. I know how it is. And yeah. she's a baby. She was like, she's like 25, mm-hmm. and she's a baby. So I reiterate those types of things, and, you know, um, I'm... The competitiveness between black women is like crazy. Mm-hmm. You don't want to help them. They don't want to help each other. Right. It's sad. It's like, and I've had someone try to set up meetings with me and like another black woman. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you guys could help each other out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be like, all right, knowing how it's gonna go, mm-hmm. I'll be like, all right, I'll I'll hit her up. Mm-hmm. See if she wants to meet up. She doesn't want to meet up. What do you think that is? Or 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 feel as though why that is? I've been there. I've been the. I've been the black girl that didn't want to meet up with another black girl Mm. because I felt that it was going to be competitive and I felt that she was going to try to take my spot in something. See, and and I feel like that's, I feel like that's something that happens a great deal often, Mm -hmm. right? Because we feel like one, because there aren't a whole lot of positions available, Mm -hmm. right? The access or like the skew to access is very small, so we feel as though there on some Highlander shit, like there can only be one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like I, it can't be you if it's going to be me. Mm-hmm. Like I can't mentor, I can't mentor somebody else 
with the because in the back of my mind, maybe there's this fear that maybe they'll come up and they'll they'll surpass me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I feel like a lot of times that's kind of where like that disconnect is or that competitiveness is, mm-hmm. where it's like, yo, we can all eat. And we can. Everybody can all eat. And we can. But that comes with um, experience. Comes with experience. It comes with, I think, um, talking to other women, talking to women that are older than you, reading books. Okay. Um, so 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 where did where did where did that that mindset shift for you? Where 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 you came to that place where you're like, you know what? I just I want to help you. You look like me. I know your struggle. I know your experience. I want to help you. <clears throat> I think I think it came for me. When I really, when I moved to, I think it came to me for me when I maybe, no, I don't want to say when I moved to LA. When I realized I had friends that were looking up to me Hmm. and I didn't want to let them down. Okay. So I was like, okay. And I, you know, I talked to my mom about it and my mom was like, you know, you, you've been through a lot and you have a lot of stories and, you know, you talk to people, you're like an open book. So Girls look up to that. And if they have questions, they mm. know that they could come to you. Right. And it's almost my, not even just my, but it maybe as a black woman, like our due diligence to be honest mm. and to be forward, yeah. but to tell them. So, th- for example, the law student who came to me and was like, yeah, this black girl, you know, she, she snooty with me and she's always trying to one up me and say, well, I make more than you and I this and all that. Mm. And I'm like, well, don't feed into that. And yeah. I was like, but the next, the black girl that comes into that office, you help her and you mentor her and mm. you be what you wanted from the other black girl. Mm. And that's kind of what my mom told me yeah. to do. And I feel like that I feel like that works. And I I feel like that brings almost women in my life who do the same for me. Yeah. So And so so is that what you're trying to do ultimately with predominantly black? Ultimately, yeah. yeah. Ultimately I want it to be, I want predominantly black to um, be, have a similar, and I, you know, I say this often and a lot of people aren't familiar with how it works, but mm. very similar to Rachel Zoe's brand. Okay. So it's a very close knit brand. Mm-hmm. Um, they like bought a house and they work out of a house. Oh, wow. So, and Rachel Zoe is, she's a stylist, but she also is a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. So I definitely want to also have our own brand soon. Um, And I want to have a very close knit team. Right now I have two girls, Mm -hmm. two interns um, that work with me and they're black. So my company, if most would see it as a double entendre, Mm -hmm. and yeah, you know, it just might be. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with it. So, um, but I, I want to see when I go to New York Fashion Week, when I go to LA Fashion Week, do I see influencers that are black? Yeah, mm-hmm. because duh, we're yeah. influencers. Like you look at these fashion editorials and all that, like right. clearly we are pop culture. Right. And we know that. But am I seeing them as the business owners? No. Am I right. seeing them? Because when they walk on that runway, you're trying to sell to me. Mm-hmm. And not everybody likes that. So how was that experience like being? Because I know recently you were at LA Fashion Week, mm-hmm. um, and I believe one of the brands featured was a brand that, or a vendor rather, that you are going to be carrying mm-hmm. online in boutique. Yeah. Well, I was, okay. and she turned. I was not. I'm not her audience. So she was the one that was the young woman that was there, but I'm not her audience. But she's booming, and I respect it, and I love it, and I still support her. Yeah. Like, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. But um, it was. 
they everyone knows about they know about my store. Okay. And when I introduce myself, do they know that I'm the owner? No. But when I tell them about my store, have they heard of my story? Yes. And mm-hmm. then do they're like, oh my gosh, yo, I'll, I'll give you my line sheets and that way you can look at my yeah. store. Like, oh, yeah, give me your line sheets, just email them to me. Or yeah. I'll be like, here, talk, talk to you know, my intern. And yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, so nice meeting you. And <laughs> it's almost like, it's it's real cool because you get that kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm, like inside of you. Yeah. But you, and that's, that's what I work for. Yeah. That's what I work for. And when I came out here last February in New York Fashion Week, I was such a small bitch in a big pond. <laughs> but it was cool because yeah. the response... What did you learn from that experience? I learned there's this amazing plus-size brand called Ply that's black-owned mm. by a husband and wife. Oh, wow. Um, that's based out of Brooklyn. Um, but anyway, I learned that they... I didn't. I didn't really experience any racial mm-hmm. tension or anything like that. They loved it. I got offered to do pop up at um, New York Fashion Week in February two thousand eighteen. So, Word. yeah, I'm trying to save money. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the response is amazing because I mean, this is the East Coast, so everybody's wearing monochromatic clothes. Yeah, and all the time. And of course, you want them to look different. You don't want to wear the same black T-shirt as somebody else, or you yeah. And that's that was the basis of why I opened the store. I wanted to find a black dress, but I wanted to find different styles and different silhouettes. And yeah. I wanted organic cotton or I wanted silk, mm-hmm. and um, that's why, you know, I opened the store. But the response here is great. Yeah. There's definitely an audience for me in LA. It's just gonna work. It's gonna take mm-hmm. a little, a little more time. So you find that that you have you have more of more of a clientele on the East Coast. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. All right. So. With that said, so being being out in LA, um, like how was I mean for you? I mean you are from the East Coast, mm-hmm. um, and I and we talked a little a little bit about this offline. But how is you know how is the culture, the West Coast culture, um, for you? Like you, your temperament. In other words, I kind of want you to get into how you feel about um, if you were here in New York or if you were here mm-hmm. in the East Coast, you wouldn't be as determined as focused. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, not at all. I have so many friends, and I would always be out, probably. Yeah. And I'm never out. <laughs> I am never anywhere in LA. You're low. I'm so low. Like, <laughs> it, I'm invisible. Um, but I do feel that that's where I'm... Su- I feel that right now, that's where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I feel that, you know, when I do come to New York, because I will... I, I'll have the money mm-hmm. and I'll have the, you know, maybe the, well, specifically the money to like do the pop-ups and right. kind of do the collabs that I want to do and mm-hmm. do the brand management and do like the push that I want to do out here and also have like an office here. But the culture in LA, it's definitely different than I thought it was going to be initially. How so? Coming from the East Coast. You didn't even learn about the West Coast. We didn't even talk about California really? as growing up. We didn't, my mom has zero desire. My aunt came to come visit me from Baltimore. First thing she said when she got in the car was, how long are you planning on staying in LA? <laughs> 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 I was like, Aunt Janine, don't shut up. But um, it's there, 
it's there. It's trying to grow, but you definitely need to find it, and you have to make sure it's authentic. Yeah. Um, and not not forced. There's mm. a lot of forced. There's a lot of forced stuff there. There's a lot of people who want you to know who mm. they know and yeah. what they know, mm. without it being like a genuine conversation, like a bounce mm. back conversation. Right. Um. Because I hear that a lot about about people out in LA, and I know friends, a lot of mutual friends out there in LA, and I was just here about how how different it is, just just in terms of the scenes and the culture and atmosphere there, mm-hmm. feels much more um, inauthentic and plastic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than a place like New York. Mm-hmm. And and I think and I think and you live where? Are you like Hollywood? I live in North Hollywood. North Hollywood. So I live in the arts district, so I almost tried to like plant myself somewhere. Where yeah. I feel like it's more I was, grounded. Yeah, and I would like it. And I'm around the dance studios and the dancers, and that's where I feel good. Mm-hmm. So I feel good around the dancers and the musicians and mm-hmm. people trying to do something better with their lives through their artistry. Yeah. Very recently, I took um, a class. Excuse me, I took a class from well-renowned Galen Hooks, um, a weekend intensive, and I hadn't met women that I like. Mm-hmm. until I took that class. And right. of course, the one woman that I like attached to and we're now great friends, Alexandra, mm-hmm. was is from here. Oh, wow. And she's she just moved from here. She just moved from New York. To L.A. Yeah, to L.A. to pursue dance. Mm-hmm. And but the opportunity, especially the opportunity for me in mm-hmm. L.A. is good. The opportunity for dancers mm-hmm. is good. The opportunity for musicians and mm-hmm. they're just yeah take off okay you, you want to you want to be on this label here okay, you want to be on this label here they're yeah. like giving out yeah money uh, practicing i can't be <laughs> we all know that i can't so but um well well shifting so shifting from fashion to dance i i've always known you as a dancer mm-hmm. um what if any are some overlaps between dance, the art of dance, mm-hmm. and maybe fashion? There's so many. You know, the silhouettes, the lines, mm-hmm. um, the whole artistry and the whole art form. Mm-hmm. I, if you look, if you look at almost any fashion label, yeah, they've done a ballet. Nike. Yeah, yeah. Nike's incorporated ballet right. with FK Twig mm-hmm. with yeah. music. But she had choreography. She mm-hmm. did the Vogue. Right. It's all synonymous. Mm-hmm. It's all art. And the fact that we're just realizing that to me is so beautiful. Even though right. it's late, mm-hmm. it's a little late in the game, but it's okay. I think it's. I think it's awesome. Um, but those are definitely some of the overlaps, and you'll find a lot of dancers mm-hmm. who went to like Fitum. Really. Mm-hmm. Alexandra is one of them. She didn't go to Fitum. But um, she is a dancer who went to an, a fashion school. Mm-hmm. And it's all about creating something, creating something with your body, creating mm-hmm. something with your hands, like mm-hmm. being the triple threat, or yeah. in my case, the double threat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's kind of, it's, it's just all phenomenal. Yeah. It's almost everything. So what is, what is this balance like between all these different hats that you're wearing, creatively, professionally, so you're working corporate America, um, you're running an online fashion brand, mm-hmm. auditioning for dancing, I presume, as well. Mm-hmm. Where does that leave you time for like yourself? 
I, I don't have time for myself. <laughs> <laughs> my time for myself is the shower. <laughs> the, the 15, 15, 20 minutes in between. Really, my time for myself are the things I love. And I love yeah. to dance. And I love to work in my store. Mm. And everything you see with my store, down to like the marketing, these flyers, I designed them. I did my website. Yeah. I creative directed the photo shoot because mm. I was... I was also in the photo shoot, so it was really hard for me to try to take photos and be in it. <laughs> and I was like sweating because the come on, Kanye, the windows were <laughs> ceiling, and I was sweating. But um, no, um, the balance for me, which I learned the hard way, okay, uh, because I did take a year off of predominantly black, and mm. that's when I learned it was transparency mm. and honesty with myself. Okay, I had to about about what you're capable of doing. All of it. Okay. I had to kind. I had to get over myself. Mm-hmm. I had to celebrate myself and allow myself to do these things and succeed and like talk about it. Yeah. If I weren't doing this podcast, I wouldn't want to talk to you about like what I'm doing and about myself. Yeah. And in a way, that's kind of sad. Like that's mm-hmm. like, girl, you work really hard at this right. stuff. You know, like you should be proud of it. Um, but. Even when I go to my nine to five, the owner of my company knows what I do. Mm-hmm. He sees photos. He'll he'll show me things like, "Hey, I saw this online store. I thought of you, and mm-hmm. um, let's talk. Let's plan about your life." Because oh, wow. he's taking me in this role as a leader. Because mm-hmm. I go hard for him too. Yeah, I work hard at my yeah. job, but I work real hard to make sure that I'm out of there at four thirty. <laughs> 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 I work twice as hard to make sure I'm out of there at four thirty. But um. No, like, and I have to take those opportunities. I have to, anytime he wants to talk to me and tell me a story about how, he told me the story about how he asked the owner of a house uh-huh. that he lived in to pay $5 million for the house that he lives in right now. Jesus. He didn't have the money because he was an, an immigrant from, uh-huh. he worked valet, and he just decided to open up his own company. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the money, so he knocked on the door, asked the person who was selling the house for a loan, and they gave him the money. Wow. Now, Yo, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, that's right? That's kind of bold. It's bold, but they gave him the money. He said, I need, uh, I don't know what I don't know what it was. I think it was like a $500,000, like it was a down payment or whatever. He's like, I just asked him. And he's like, what's the worst I'd have? And he could say no. And he's like, and he said, no, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll give you the down payment. And as long as you give it to me within the year. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, his business was booming. He was mm-hmm. able to give it to him in a year, no problem. Yeah. And I learned how to have that type of confidence. Yeah. And knowing me, I have confidence. I definitely have confidence. Mm-hmm. That type of confidence, I, did, I didn't have. Okay. So I learned how to have that type of confidence in my work to know it was going to do well for me and it mm-hmm. was going to return what I needed it to return. Yeah. And that's with the store and that's with the dance. Mm-hmm. And um, it's with marketing and nine to five. It's just kind of believing in like the value that mm-hmm. you're putting into these products. Right. And being honest. Like I told my boss, I was like, this isn't what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. You have, you know, the president taking me out on like the like lunch. It's like, yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want to go out to lunch with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because you're trying to have me grow within the company and I'm not going to be here forever. Yeah. So I had to tell him and he respected it. Mm-hmm. And from then on, he like took That's not easy to do for a lot of people. No, it's not, because you're scared you're going to lose your job. Exactly. 
Yeah, to be like, hey, I don't really want to be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna be here for that. No, you know, no disrespect. Yeah, but I don't, <laughs> I don't really want to be here. Right, but you can't. How I felt and how I approached the situation was, you can't tell me stories about how you went to your boss and yeah. asked for a million dollars. And he laughed in your face and you started your own company anyway and expect me not to do the same. I'm exactly. not gonna ask you for money. Yeah. But I wanna start my own company. Right. We can't expect that. Mm-hmm. So um, that was All right. So at at some point do you do you plan to have a brick and mortar store? Is it, is that something that, that you see in the future or do you wanna keep it? You want to keep it as an online space? I want to keep it as an online space. I would love to do pop-ups, and I would love to do collabs. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see it. I don't don't think I want a brick and mortar. Okay. It's not really the move. Like, who's going to stores and Mm -hmm. buying clothes? Unless it's fast fashion. Yeah, right. Unless you're like, let me run and grab a T-shirt real quick. Mm -hmm. Like, a white Mm tee. Yeah, okay. But if it's something that you're going to spend money on, you're like, let me go to here real quick and see what it is. Yeah. I want this. And, oh, that's nice. You're going to go online. Mm-hmm. So I know, I know, I'm sure you're familiar with online, uh, an online store called ASOS. Mm-hmm. So a store like ASOS, a store like Predominantly Black, how do you differentiate yourself between other, other online boutiques like that? I think I differentiate myself from... It, it's a boutique. Yeah. ASOS is not a boutique. That is a mega menu right. when you open it up there. and It kind of reminds me a lot of like Carmeloop back in the day. But, but, but for more like brands that kind of resemble H&M and Zara. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they come from all over the world, right. those brands. And you don't know where they're made. Which most likely they're made in China mm-hmm. or Bangladesh or somewhere. And they cost like five cents, ten mm-hmm. cents. They could even be shipping from there. Um, probably not being shipped from ASOS corporate, yeah. which is another cost cut. So mm-hmm. they're seeing a bigger percentage of that of that money. Um, but we're, we're a boutique, so we have minimums. Mm-hmm. We, um, it's not, which I will be launching men soon. I think okay, I'll be launching okay. men's like next month, by the way. But um, we need that. Yeah, yeah. I'm working with a few a few vendors right now. They okay. just wanted to see, you know, the store up and see the how layout yeah, and the layout and everything mm-hmm. like that. So which I don't have a problem with. But anyway, that's how I differentiate myself. Definitely uh, sticking to conscious consumerism and mm-hmm. sticking to uh, the activism. Yeah. Um, also having low minimums, um, select styles, mm-hmm. not being overbearing. Because mm-hmm. when I go to ASOS or when I go to another website, with yeah. like a, even Zara, yeah, I can't stand Zara's layout because it's you have to scroll to right. see like the whole body. There's, like there's so much. Going up. <laughs> I just want to see her right here, like little, so I can see what the whole look is. You yeah. Know? Um, I try to do it, and you know maybe that might kind of uh, narrow down my audience, mm. but I don't care. I'm not going to make something that I'm not going to shop at. Yeah. So I make the website easy to navigate. Mm. Um, long photos where it's like one screen you don't have to keep scrolling to see the whole photo yeah and really easy you know to see and and just like click check out (laughs) 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 very simple all right so talking about this brand moving forward what 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 else do you want to see yourself 
kind of work towards, and, and not necessarily with the brand, because I, I feel like I feel like the brand is is only like one aspect of ultimately what you want to accomplish mm-hmm. or what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to accomplish a lot? If you're keeping friends that don't want to accomplish a lot, yeah. You, you need, need new, new friends. friends, right? Like, if you're just like, oh, girl, you know, I just want to get this office and just stay posted up in my office, like, okay, like, no. But um, I, I definitely want, I want to get some space. Mm-hmm. I want to get some space from the store. I do a lot of pulls. I get mm. a lot of stylists who come okay. in and need stuff for the girls, like Kiki Palmer, mm-hmm. um, the singer that I don't know her name, but... She's she's a singer, uh, so I need to get some, I need to get a space for predominantly black where people could come in and they mm. could bring whoever they need to style or the stylist could come in and just like pull the stuff real quick, pull the items. Uh, looking at space now, actually downtown LA, I saw space in Connecticut for three fifty a month. <laughs> yeah, that's cheap. I was on the train. I was like three fifty a month for space. <laughs> <laughs> we might relocate, but um. I definitely want space. I see, prayerfully, I see PB doing really well. Yeah. Um, I see, you know, people going there if there's like an all black party and right. they need a black dress. Yeah. They need a black shirt, but you don't want it to look like everybody else's. Right. Because it's such a common color. You want a different cut. You want a different you trim. You want a different cut. You want a different style. You want it like made in Italy or you want it, you know, made in LA or whatever. Um, I see PB doing well. Me with dance. I get a lot of requests to teach, but I'm just no I'm just not a dance teacher. So I won't be doing that. Okay. But, um I, I'll still I'll be dancing probably till the day I die. I'm gonna be mm. like Debbie Allen outside dancing. Just, just getting like, it. Yeah. So so I and on that note, I read that I read that you decided that you're done doing music videos. Yeah. Why? You know, I've always been really quiet about anything that I did. Like, I was in, I did that movie, Terrell's movie mm-hmm. on Netflix. Yeah. And I'd have people call me like, did you do a movie on Netflix <laughs> and not tell nobody? And I was like, yeah, girl. <laughs> Almost nothing. Um, I did a few videos, spoke on a few tracks, but God, like the videos. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Dom Kennedy. That is all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be in nobody's video for $200. Like, all day. No. And then, and then they no have. No craft services. Then they have the audacity to ask me to, like, do, like, some yoga, like, flexibility stuff. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then they want you all, like, all day. I think that was, like, a 16, 17 hour shoot. The Dom. Yes. Wow. For a music video. I think it was, like, two minutes. <laughs> but you want to keep me here just in case yeah. you may need me for like a quick friend. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, I don't want to do that. I'll do specialty things. So if I'm going to be dancing for like mm-hmm. a majority of the video, we could talk about it. Yeah. Um, but the face thing, the mm-hmm. body thing, that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. That's not me. I, I'm not doing that. Um, I will do like, yeah, I'll do like contemporary dancing, mm. which, which I need to get back into. I feel like I came to LA and I was like, "Ooh, heels was fun!" Like, yeah, <laughs> dance with some heels, like yeah. Cause, cause, cause dance style traditionally, you're you're ballet. I'm a ballet. I'm a trained ballerina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that went into contemporary because I I I hate ballet. You I hate, hate it. it, really? I do. I like 
to look at it mm-hmm. and I like to watch it, but I don't enjoy doing it. Not anymore? I never do. Never, really? No, but it's one of those things where you walk before you run. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm like I hate walking, but I love, you know, running distance. Yeah. It's that type of a thing. Um, so I do need to get back to my roots, get back to contemporary. I was just talking about that, actually. But, yeah, I see myself doing independent films. So I have been surrounding myself, which, you know, if you follow me on social media, in the independent film mm-hmm. documentary, I've been hanging around those types of people because I need to, I need to be around what I want to be. Definitely. So I go to the talks. I, I go to the screenings. I'm mm-hmm. a part of, I think, like the IDA, the Independent Film Academy, like club, I think. I don't know okay. what it is. But I, I'm a part of it just to kind of be seen, yeah. be around, mm-hmm. let them know I'm here. Mm-hmm. I, I would Build that network. Build a network. I would love to see more black women in independent films. Yeah, definitely. I love independent films. And, you know, even like, you know, my favorite authors. But anyway, let's get back on film. When you think of black actors and black actresses, it's mm-hmm. all, and it's all artistry. I don't want to speak down on anybody's art. Yeah. It's all surface. It's all movies. Mm-hmm. And it's all almost seems like, just like surface. There's no depth. You're yeah. not really like saying, because that's, you know, Rosario Dawson, mm-hmm. um, one of my favorites. Um, you know, and that she got some good indie flicks. She has some great independent. She has films. some really good. In- Though I will say, she has one that was like wild OD. It was heavy. Um, Descent. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm I won't say too much else about it. But is it like, like I have to watch it? I mean, or is it like stay away from it. No, I mean it, it was good, but like it was. I mean, one, I, I went into it not knowing what any of it was about. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was a really heavy film. Like, it was, yeah, Google that shit. It sounds good. Yo, Descent. But why would you not want to be in a movie that's not heavy? That's a language. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's a, mo- a film is just another language to talk to somebody else to get them see from a different point of view. So you're bringing these point of views to people who are less traveled. So when I go to Connecticut and I see my friend from... My best friend from when I was like seven years old, and the first thing out of her mouth is like, "I'm here, still in the valley, still in Seymour." Mm-hmm. But the language she can see is independent films because she's seeing from a different point of view. Yeah. From it's being spoke to her in a different type of way. So I feel like that depth and that conversation, I mm-hmm. guess you could say, is needed to yeah. speak to people who don't get out of their city or don't right. get out of their state. Right. Because I don't know, but. That's just, that's how I feel about it. But I definitely want to do independent films. And I want to be like the dark-skinned girl that's like weird and quirky and like gothy and crazy. Because right. that doesn't exist. We need more dark-skinned girls like that. Yeah, just we, like. We need them. Creepy and like rockish. And where's black lipstick? And <laughs> are there any? <laughs> like, are I, there any in Hollywood that are? No. I, doubt, I mean, not any that I can name off the top of my head, no. Yeah. So that's my, that's what I want. That's what I want to do. But I mean, I also want to write. I love writing. Yeah. I want to write a book. Um, I actually, when I had my blog, I used to have a blog, Women Infestos, which is after my favorite Jill Scott song, spoken word poem. So my boyfriend, right, he was at his, he was at his, 
and Jill Scott was there. Oh, wow. And he's like, I'm sleeping. And he's like, my Jill Scott's here. I was like, I'm up. I'm up. Okay. I'm up. I'm up. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. And I go there, and she's smoking. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll smoke with Jill Scott. <laughs> I was like, I'll smoke with Jill Scott. Okay, right, cool. So I'm smoking with Jill Scott, and Ken's like, yeah, you know, she has a blog, and um, it's named after one of your songs. And she's like, really? Tell me about it. And oh, we are, wow. I am sitting talking to Jill Scott about yeah. my blog that is named after, after her, her song. Yo. And she's like, I lo- she was reading it. It's a she's real like, surreal moment. I love it. Keep writing. So I, Jill, I got your own piece. Yo, that's dope. Hey, Jill, Miss Jilly from Philly. Oh my God. Isn't she amazing? She is. That's a sexy woman. She's so amazing. It's so effortless, too. Yeah. Her and they her she has a song with SZA and it's like word yeah. <laughs> Makes us like I need to Yohana? hit the I need to hit the Googles for that. Maybe I could airdrop to you. Yeah, cause I I, I definitely haven't heard it's that. It's them. They're both like yeah, you know, and they're like scatting. Oh word! It's like oh, it's amazing. Hey. They're just freestyling, jamming out, jam session. I'm really yo. I'm I'm really rocking with SZA right now. I'm really, and, and you know what? Let's deviate, cause I, you know, thought she was a sexy little thing. Hey, I'm, I'm really, really rocking with SZA right now. Yo, the album is phenomenal, man. Control is dope. It um, is. It's really amazing. She's amazing. She is. She is. It's a very sexy album. Her, um, you watch her interview on what is that? What is that with Joe Budden and? Um, that one annoying guy. I know he's like around the block, and I'm like, that's his name. Like you know what is it? Is what? No, you can talk. Every day. Every day struggle. Yeah, that interview. Okay. Oh, you talking about academics? Oh my. Okay. Isn't she something? She was on Everyday Struggle. Yeah. A word. Yo, shout out to uh, Nadeska. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. The homie, the homie works at Complex. I was like, yo, to the desk I said, what up, though? Y'all need to be letting the desk speak. That's all I'm going to say. Because yo, I'm going to come through the screen if y'all don't let that little girl speak. They, yo, they do, her. they do be talking bad over the desk, though. They be like, oh, I hate when Joe would like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'd be like, Joe, <laughs> cut that shit out. Isn't she a moderator? Isn't, uh, she needs to. And that's unfortunate, right? Like, right, right. You know. I mean, I definitely think she's 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 the moderator, but she's also I think she she, she plays like the middle bar, like to kind of like she needs some like stick it out, like puff your chest out, girl, like some gusto. Stand up for, yes, like let them know. Anyway, yeah, SZA, her lips are so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Like her lips and her hair, just like close her eyes and see her lips and like her little freckles. Oh my god! She's a good girl. Hey, I'm rocking with her. Yeah, she's good. Shout out to SZA, girl, come through. <laughs> <laughs> they laughing at me because they've known me since forever and they've always known that I was real weird. Like, what does Yo, Maya be into? We rock with it. We rock with it. Um. So we're going to wrap up, man, but I kind of I want to, before we do, I, I want to talk to you about your influences, you know, so we, we, we kind of talked about, like, a wide gamut of different things. We talked about you creating this fashion brand, um, 
you know, being a dancer, working the corporate, the corporate hustle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are some of your, some of your influences? Um, I know you, you speak um, very often about Debbie Allen. Um, you know, I know that Janet Jackson is also one of, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying one of your, you know, uh, idols. Um, but but you know, but but kind of kind of tell me, you know, why why are these why are these women why are these black women, um, you know, individuals that that you look and aspire to and pull from? Because for as hard, and I don't even want to say it's hard. It's not even hard for me. Hmm. It's not even my life and my struggle pales in comparison mm-hmm. to what these women went through. Mm. I can't even sit here and say, oh my God, I'm so tired from working a nine to five and trying to do, I don't know what they went through. Well, yeah. I do because I read it, but for as far as the feeling and what they had to do because they didn't have a reference. Yeah. You right. know, they were the first. They were the first. And Debbie Allen and Felicia Rashad coming out of Mexico, because mm-hmm. their family moved them to Mexico to get mm-hmm. away from the civil rights, everything. And that's why Felicia's speaking Spanish on the Cosby show. Yeah. But anyway, um, just them like gravitating towards dance and gravitating towards the artistry because they felt that that was their voice and that was their self expression. Yeah. I'm privileged mm. to have these women before me that look like me to be able to watch on television. Yeah. And I'm privileged that my mom did that for me. Yeah. I never came up. Like, I cannot sit here today and be like, I don't know what it was like. I didn't have anybody on TV that looked like me. And I, I'm not comfortable, like, wearing my real hair. I'm comfortable wearing mm. my real hair. It's, <laughs> but I sweat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so unless you are going to come do my hair... <laughs> But like, bug, I'm, I dance, I work out two times a day. I'm always at dance, but yeah. I, my mom made sure I knew who I was and I knew yeah. where I came from. And as soon as she saw me love Janet Jackson, mm-hmm. I was at Velvet Rope. Con- that was my first concert. Wow. Had to close my eyes when Usher was dropping his pants. Remember that? Remember when <laughs> Usher would always drop his pants at the concert? My mom was like, sit down. Usher got this. <laughs> close your eyes. <laughs> it was like Usher's thing. He would always drop the pants. Yo, he was yo, he was a wild boy. Yeah, but um, my mom always had that in my face. Anytime I watched television, yeah, it was black. Mm-hmm. I was reading black books, books with black girls on, and books about like black families. Yeah, all the art in our house, like black. Like mm-hmm. anytime a black woman was in a play, we was taking a train, Broadway. We was going to go see it. Wow. Um, because my mom knew me. She knew that I wasn't, you You have to take, what is it saying? It's like, if you want a flower to bloom, you don't work on the flower, you change the surroundings. Mm. So my mom knew that she had to change my surroundings because I was at school manipulating everybody at a really <laughs> young age, like, you know? So um, she was like, all right, I need to get this girl together. So she knew art was my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Janet Jackson, Debbie Allen, Maya Angelou, who I'm named after, and I feel like I owe, mm. I gotta own that. Yeah. I feel like I can't be out here looking just, crazy. Yeah, just any you know? way. And I also can't feel, if you read Maya Angelou's letter to my daughters, mm. the foreword in that book, which I said before, is to my black daughters, my white daughters, my mm. Asian daughters, my Mexican daughters. Yeah. So I feel like today, Maya Angelou may have like a huge issue with 
everything going on and how we feel about just other women yeah. and mm. other cultures. Yeah. Um, and you have to look at the Toni Morrisons and, mm-hmm. and all of that. It's almost because if you were, if you did read books, if we did read books and we did do our history, you've got to think, are we doing our due diligence to working on making this a better place or are we making it worse? Yeah. Because they worked so hard for us to get here and to have all here. this right. opportunity. Jerry, look where I mean, Jerry, look where <laughs> Oh, shit. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> our goddamn government names out of this piece. <laughs> My bad. Bleed that out. Um, we don't let that rock. That's, uh, yo, that's you know, so... But I'm saying, like, look at where you're at. Yeah, exactly. Back then, you think they would have gave a black boy with dreads? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we just have to kind of just, like I said, learn the game before we could change it. Yeah. Gotta learn the game. Learn it. hmm That's all. But, yeah. So, the Angela Davises, the, the Demi Allens, the Felicia Rashad, Janet Jackson. God, who else? I mean, I love... Jill Scott, I hate being like put on the spot like this and being asked all these questions. I mean, even Mariah Carey, um, because you know when Mariah Carey came out, you, she had to choose a side. <laughs> Mariah, are you black or are you white? Yeah. You really want Bone Thugs on this track? You're right. You're right. And she was like, "Yeah, I do." Hey, and you know, so um, it's a lot of deeper layers too, but but for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. So those those are the types of those are the types of things that things that I look at and I admire and I compare my trials and tribulations to mm. in my real life. Like, man, this is nothing. I could get through this. Yeah. It's like nothing but a stepping stone. So, what advice do you have for young women coming up in any medium? In any medium, um, read, read books. Take a lot of time Snap to yourself. Read. Get and I don't want to say get off social media because social media is a great outlet. And if you're not, it using can be. It, yeah. it can be. Yeah. And Miss Elliot was like, if you're not on there, if you're not using social media to, to promote yourself, and yeah. you're doing some, you know, you're not using it right. Yeah. But Facts. stop scrolling. Mm. All of this information you lose yourself in. You yeah. don't even know what you like anymore. Right. You don't know what you think. You don't know what is Because all that shit just blends together at some point. Yeah. Like, you don't know what it, what is what. Like, wait, do I like that? Like, do I like, well, she said this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that, that, all that's a waste of time. Um, find your own independent voice. Find yourself. Yeah. Mentor. Talk about your trials and tribulations. Talk to your family. Work on your relationships. Relationships are important your friendships, nurture them, um, and promote yourself. Yeah. So to kind of bring it all back full circle, bring it back full circle, um, in the beginning of uh, our conversation we sat down, you talked about how predominantly black are you, or or even before you even had the name of your company, you knew that you wanted to do something after your father passed away. Mm How does your dad show up in your work? Well, the line that we're working on is going to be called a combination of my mom and dad's names, That's which dope. I can't like give out now. Okay, okay. But um, God, 
my dad shows up everywhere. He didn't necessarily like always wear black. I know my dad was like a hood nigga, so <laughs> he, <laughs> he wore like Air Forces and, you know, like Levi's and tees and stuff. But he was also really simple. Like we were a monochromatic family. We were mm. real simple, but we were real clean. Yeah. Like everything had, was clean. And I feel like that is also a huge representation of african-american culture like mm. like stevie wonder with yeah. you know but it never had holes in it you yeah. know what i'm saying so mm. like our clothes never had holes in it. maybe wear it once or twice always clean never had holes in it but um i mean my parents show up in everything i do mm-hmm. um when people ask me about myself or like they ask me a bio the magazine interview i i did i should have mm. said i didn't say it but you can say it now. Yeah, I usually say, um, I'm the daughter of Nathaniel Sinkfield and Jocelyn Irvin. Everything else is interchangeable. Like everything else is up for discussion. That's dope. That's what defines wow. me. That's that's who I am. So yeah. um, yeah. That's that. Maya, where can people find you? Where can they find your work? Okay, so my personal website is coming soon because apparently that is what I need to have an agent. <laughs> 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 so I'm working on I'm working on that with this am- amazing uh, videographer photographer named Baz, but as Ziggy, okay, he's amazing. But um, so you can you know find me on Instagram Maya Janine or Maya dot Janine N Y A dot J E A N N I N E, um, and you can see my store at predominantly black, and then we're at predominantlyblack dot com. You will not find any personal information of me on there, but you will see my face. And there's also the Instagram. Yeah, my Instagram. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, at Predominantly Black. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, and we're on Twitter, Twitter, the same names for each one, at Maya Janine underscore for Twitter, and then um, at Predominantly Black. I'm not vocal on Twitter, though. Twitter. Whew. You got to get your tweets up, girl. Twitter gives me a headache. Y'all be tripping all day. Like, what, do you, what do you like, Twitter? I know what you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. My, thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thank this you was so dope. much. This was so much fun. Yeah, I'm glad you came through. Cause I know, I know. Last year you, you were out here for Fashion Week, and we didn't, yeah. we didn't get to touch base. No, but. Fashion Week was crazy. I saw Lance from NSYNC, and like everything was a blur. Just, <laughs> just everything. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but thanks, man. I, I appreciate oh, it. Oh, thank you. Um, y'all, as always. Um, yo, rate, review, share, share the show. Um, hit us up on our Twitter. Hit us up on our email if you have questions, concerns, thoughts, considerations. I want to know how you feel. I want to know what you think. Yo, man, I just want to tell dope stories. Um, and right now, you know, I've been fortunate to past few episodes sit down with you know some really dope women, you know, and share a little bit about their story. So, um, as always, yo, continue to push the needle, stretch the margins. Shift the culture. Everybody has a story to tell. These are just the ones you should know. Uh, shout out to Sway Jury if the music rides out. Y'all, this is for those who know. Peace!